0: Yes, it's the heart of a fighter show Guys, today we're talking hip-hop This is going to be the first hip-hop review It won't be the last This is something, not only to shake up the, pod- the podcast, the show But also, adding variety Like our workouts, we need to vary it up And so, one of the things that's closest to me is hip-hop Um being a studio owner, I have to configure the music every damn day. I got to think about what type of stuff I'm going to play. I have to keep the mood high. Some people come in, they want that chill shit. They want that old school stuff. I've played everything from Bobby Womack in the gym to fucking um, Black Keys in the gym, Rage Against the Machine in the gym, stuff that's great that also motivates people and gets you moving. It doesn't all have to be while out shit, right? It can just be whatever gets you going. You know, it's like um, you have a fight. What do you what? think about this as your answer to the following question? If you had a competition or a fight, what is going to get you from the locker room into competition? What do you want blasting, making your eardrums bleed? Who would that be? What song would that be? What songs would it be? I try to figure that out for a lot of my trainees daily. God, it's exhausting. But it's opened me up in the last 10 years to some of the coolest shit that I never would have heard of. Right? Because when I'm a kid and I move here to the Bay Area, I just listen. Well, I'm a kid, I discover hip-hop. I discover rap. I pick up Mama Said Knock You Out. And that was the first hip-hop song that I ever heard in my life. And I was hooked right away. A little influence from my cousins helped. As I got older, I went deeper into hip-hop, into rap. You know, all my friends, doesn't matter what race they were, listened to hip-hop in some order. The ones that were closest to me, my inner circle, right? And as I got even more older than that, I, I started working in gyms and I got exposed to a lot of different types of music, being around... You know, this this generously diverse population of Bay Area residents And so I have this wide breadth of music It's not the widest you've ever heard But at the core, it is hip-hop influenced I love the shit And I've listened to a ton of artists Since this is the first show, I gotta get you guys in the pocket Right? Ready to take some punches you're sitting in the pocket. What is this guy going to bring? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to bring a love of all types of hip hop except for the commercial shit. Oh, boy, do I hate radio music almost exclusively. And in the last 10 years, hip hop has been a mainstay of radio music. I can't do mainstream shit at all there is something so formulaic so nauseating so rhythmic rhythmically dissonant to my sensibility that anything i hear on the radio gets just scrutinized by me and shit out the other end to where i barely can listen to i can't listen to the radio now and that includes hip hop but We all know that hip-hop used to be amazing To where the radio music Was even palatable Compared to what's out there today Post Malone, right? And so I'm a guy who's gonna give you critiques On everything, the radio shit The mainstream Kind of Attitude to Radio hip-hop I'm gonna leave that alone That's not for me You're not here for that Because I want to give you a review of first impressions of the music that I hear on a daily basis. I love it. I love my $5 Pandora. I get to go in. I get to listen to full albums the day they drop. I love it. I made the mistake of listening to all of Eminem's last joint. But then I get surprised when I know Kendrick drops something and I'm able to consume that shit right away. And this has given me... Access. Access that I wouldn't have enjoyed as a youngster. Having to use Columbia Records to send me fucking three year old CDs of of Cypress Hill, uh, of Boom Biddy Bye Bye in 1999 or some shit. When it's like five years too old. Now we get access and I use that shit. And so it's given me, you know what? You get the idea. I'm not going to be commercial. Part of this i 'll offer this as a preamble for you guys to understand me and my delicate musical sensibility with particular with the with the uh, predilection of loving hip hop, I cannot stand Kanye West. I never could endorse or purchase, and that wasn't just me, it was a lot of my inner circle, or even my inner outer circle, never got behind it, something about the way that shit bangs in the Bay Area, with that diverse population, it ain't really permeated the music sensibilities of a lot of the people I used to roll with, and so I accept that I think the guy is a brilliant, one of a kind, elite level master at producing music I think that's where it ends he's not a brilliant human he's not a genius he is not anything but who he is as a person as a struggling human looking to find his own way and happens to be amazing at making beats he's a terrible rapper he always has been but those beats man whew, you can't deny You cannot, I want to deny it But the man is a brilliant producer. That's where it ends. So if you could fuck with me on that end. To where you can honestly say. Hey. He never could really rap. We're going to get along just fine. I'll do this like this. I'm going to give you guys. Five sections of analysis. Five sections of break me down. Where I take some new shit. Or some old shit. And I give you an intro. I give you a general thought. I'll break down some lyrics. I'll give you the kind of meta-analysis of the music and how it fits into um, all hip-hop. And I'll try and close with the best lyrics of the album. So that's what we're going to do. That's the five shits that we're going to break down every week. And we're going to keep this thing moving. We're going to keep it varied. I'm going to make sure that you guys get a wide latitude of different types of hip-hop mostly. Because again... I want you guys pumped up, yeah? And in the last 10 years, boy, I've been introduced to so many types of genres of music, right? Man, I mean, just from being in the gym alone, I've been introduced to Steve Miller, The Buzzcocks, who, this is an old school punk band, I believe from the early 80s, Billy Idol on the same vein, um, The Stooges, Fantastic shit Um let's see Uh Augustus Pablo The the king of dub In the 70's Um A whole host of motherfuckers that I couldn't live without today I figured out more about the White Stripes Um Who else I've listened to more Stevie B than I ever should have Um I mean, I'm forgetting a ton of people. Parliament, Funkadelic, uh, the Beastie Boys actually got more invested in after training. And this is, these are just a few of the CDs that I borrowed over the last 10 years just from being in the gym. So I'm prepared, guys, to give you what you need, to give you that fucking, that shit that'll make your head knock, right? That shit that bangs, maybe it doesn't bang, I don't know. Today we're going to talk about Nas Now again okay, Because Nas just came out with with a 7 track album A 7 track album which is what the guys are doing these days They're coming out with 7 or 8 tracks on a hip hop album I can fuck with it, I like it I like that it's short, I like that it's quality I like that it's beat heavy Because guys, today's hip hop is beat heavy These young cats are making insane beats they're making fucking neck breakers. And it's up to the rappers to find the skills to rap over it. That's all trap is, right? These days, these kids, they call it trap. Sorry if you're of that generation. I don't mean to... I'm not trying to belittle you, mitigate your musical senses. But that shit knocks, man. You know? That whole DJ Mustard generation. Those guys are... are, are they went to college. They fucking... Bought shit when they were young Saving up money to get the fucking The mixers and this and that They listened to people they sampled Right honestly That's that Kanye West generation Because I feel like he was the grandfather of all that shit That crate digging I'm gonna get the best beat out I'm gonna chop it with this Come out with something amazing That's You guys are on that like no other So much respect there It gives us all this amazing music that we can listen to Nasser, so it's seven tracks, which is the trend of what guys are doing these days, um, it is a first impression, right away I notice that he's going for a theme, which again, the short track list lends itself to a theme, and the theme, he's got the album cover with the kids, one of them's holding like a, like a MK or some shit. And another one's holding an Uzi, their backs are against the wall, they look like crooks. Shots out to the fucking mainstream rappers today that are using visual imagery better than I've ever seen. Visual imagery imagery that plucks at a heartstring, which is why hip hop is still fucking powerful when it's done not even right, but when it's done with purpose and passion is still a beautiful expression. I've long contended that this is the arena where modern-day poets exist. They exist in the arena of hip-hop. Hip-hoppers, the ones who have passion, who have cogent thoughts, who are not derivative, are modern-day poets. They're where poetry goes to become or to break into or has inroads into the consumer avenues. You guys consume it, right? Back in the twenties, it was William Carlos Williams and Robert Frost, and then in the fifties, it was Jack Kerouac, right? And 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 the 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 Jewish guy there and um, and um and Burroughs. But now you can't make money off of doing things like that. You can't make powerful statements. Well, that changed. That changed guys in the 70s and 80s. It was hip hop. It was hip hop. It was Melly Mel. And it was Grandmaster Cass. And it was guys painting visual fucking pictures. That's poetry. Second thing I noticed is. Along the theme is. A. puff Puffy's in the first one. Puffy's in the first track. It's called "Not for Radio." He's screaming over, and I'm not gonna go through track by track, but he's kind of doing like the the hook, where he's got the 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 um the muffled reverb thing going on. You know, that's cool. Uh, he is doing that producer thing that he does, that hype man thing, and it's 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 cool. It flows. It sounds good. I could do with it being anyone else but Puffy. If it was someone that was unknown, right? If it was Anderson Pack doing his fucking high octave, you know, sing, all good. And notice there's a theme. There's a theme of topical shit, right? The topical shit is about kids being shot. It's about living the good life and being from the street, being from the, the projects or the ghetto, wherever these guys came from. There is a notable difference between the rappers that came from literally nothing than the ones that didn't. In the 90s, the ones that didn't, that grew up with something, middle class something, they didn't make it very far. They got clowned out the game real quick, right? It's the same thing in fighting. I heard someone make a great point when I was listening to, I think it was, uh, I heard, I think, um, I forget what, David Branch, the fighter, he was making a point that the fighters who are from the street who are who grow up little ghetto kids they know what life or death means when they're in a scrap the guys who fight now but maybe grew up middle class which is more of a um of an incarnation of MMA versus boxing or even kickboxing right the guys who grew up kind of middle class they don't have that extra gully that extra gear that that fighter flight which is really what it is right they, don't, they understand that there's a quit somewhere Versus the ghetto kids who don't And that's what I get the same feeling in hip-hop today Nas is a guy who grew up with shit And his best friend's killed when he's a kid And you get the sense that when he's talking Yes, he spits that educational shit That Pan-Africa shit Yes But I get the sense that he's still talking from the heart After all these years Guys, as I do this more, I want you to understand I'm not someone that's going to talk about track lists And I'm not going to pour them over And I'm not going to talk about the scope of what he has done in other albums I'm not going to talk about what he has done in the papers these days It doesn't matter It matters only because it's it's salacious and it might sell more albums He ain't going to sell more albums on the strength of this first impressions So I'm going to keep it A thousand percent real I'm going to keep it straight up and down Like 6 o'clock I'm going to let you guys know Just the feel of the art The feel of the art Such that someone who isn't my age Who's maybe even older And has a passing interest in hip hop Can pick this shit up and listen to it Right? I don't care what color your skin is This is a piece of art And it should be treated as such And when you look at art You analyze But you don't overanalyze Because you know that the creator didn't overanalyze. The creator, oftentimes, if they're really an artist, doesn't go into making art thinking, I'm going to sell this for millions of copies. Right? They go in thinking, I'm doing this for me and my inner circle, maybe. But this is what I need to say. And that's how I'm going to approach my first impressions. All right, so overall, guys. Overall, I liked it. A, hey, I believe all of it is produced by Kanye West. One Kanye West. Um, And the dude comes out with some smooth beats. Just, they're nice, right? They are these great samples which they use... A like uh, Kind of quick stucato Guitar sometimes and they Harken back to a Nina Simone-ish Kind of day in some of the tracks um, He does An amazing job of painting A picture for you to listen to Painting a Visual picture where you're Listening to it in this Box in this room and In that room you know There's there's people drinking coffee and listening to fucking live music and a rappers on stage there's there's barrels of whiskey behind you because maybe it harkens back to that time there's old bricks behind you there's there's a guy playing a piano softly he paints this picture with his production and it's very nice <laughs> it's it's very nice as much as I don't like the guy as 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 a Anything but producer. He has the dream featured on two out of the seven tracks, which is like, just caught me off guard. And the dream is the unique cat in that he's got a lot of, uh, he got that realness to him, right? He sings all the time. He's singing ass, but nah, he actually does it. He's like the weekend's uncle. (laughs) You know, he's been through some dark times and he comes out singing, right? (laughs) Right. And I love it um, Overall The album is um, b- Listen again As a sole piece of art That can be bought today And enjoyed by someone Who is outside of the hip hop generation The art has a Message that's broken up into two It has a message that's very topical About racism and people being Afraid of black culture as we swirl around the uh, 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 this word we like to call blackness or blackish, whatever bullshit is assigned to that word and that meaning, and the rest of it's talking about material shit and how those two things factor in, right? Kind of an allusion to the story of OJ uh, from Jay Z, and yo, you cannot ever deny the man is a lyric genius on top of geniuses he's your favorite rapper's fucking uncle he did that already he taught you they went to his fucking training camp i don't care who you are talking about these days it's the shit he went to nazis he or she went to nazis training camp here's why i say that because after all these years one of the baddest rappers ever right take two people that are very lyrically dense and what I mean, lyrically dense, is they have an amazing acumen for painting a picture with their fucking words in many ways. Take it, and, and their commercial, Eminem E40. Both of those dudes don't rap like they used to. Period. I won't even go any damn further. Nas does. Nas still uses complex rhyme schemes, he still raps about similar shit, he still fucking keeps it a thousand percent Nas. Right? Lyric genius, heavy emphasis on lyrics, which me to me, that's what hip hop needs to be. That's why it's fucking hip hop. Because again, we're writing poetry here. Right? I always I think about the Grouch. I think about the rapper the grouch. He says if it's if the lyrics are good it's art. If you're stupid it's not smart. Yo, let that marinate. <laughs> let him let him marinate. Every rapper has a fucking song on every album that's intensely personal. And the personal ones are what get me going. Because you could spin a yarn all day. All day and tomorrow. About whatever the fuck you want to that you've been through in your life. You can talk and label it. Someone else could be the protagonist of that rhyme. But I want to hear this shit. I want to hear that that gap. Where the artist is talking about themselves. Their life. And the things that they've gone through. In this song, it comes to me. It comes to me in Everything. Also in Adam and Eve number 6. Right? See like check this in everything. My first house, a thousand square foot feet mansion. It was haunted by dead bitch whites. Mad a nigga bought a, his crib to hang up pictures of black Christ. Circular driveways, black cars, and black ice. My second house still in my 20s. Illin' with money, chilled through my spine, spillin' wine, it's funny. Did good for a staircase loiterer, euphoria, what you saw when you saw a teen turn into a warrior. He goes on, Just cause I got your support don't mean you're buying me. I'm buying back the land owned by the slave masters, where my ancestors lived just to say a rapper made the chains. The pants saga put plans in action till they claimed the Pan African made it happen. And that just right there explains a lot of what he's talking about on this album. And ain't nobody surprised that Nas is going to spit that Pan-Africa shit, that he's going to try and educate a little bit more in his music, whether or not all of his facts are accurate. I still say that there's something to be said when you have a black rap, a black artist that's a rapper who is largely self educated Educated and received almost the very smallest of formal educations, gets hired by PBS and, and Harvard, you know, to, to educate people about his lyrics, right? That's how important they are with regards to coming from nothing and forming into something. Those lyrics sum up not only what he's about in general whenever he raps, right? But he tells you how the money has changed him, if it has, why he buys the shit. Now, I don't know if I'm going to believe that's why you're buying up all this shit. But I do think that there is some, there's a ton of authenticity to him, right? So from the artist's eyes, from Nas's eyes, he's buying up all this land because he can, right? Because he can. And it ain't, it ain't about no reparations, right? It's about the fact that he can. It's about the fact that he's achieved something that should never have happened. A kid from a project where Duggan was normal around him is able to do these things. And that, to the people who lived in those mansions before, might be a gut shot. Guys, consume all of your hip-hop in a vacuum, meaning I don't consume Eminem's new CD and think about his old shit. I consume his new shit and think about his new shit. Right? I consume it like I've never heard much else by him. I consume it without needing to go to Wikipedia and find out, you know, you know, what part of, what? how big was this house in Detroit? How accurate was 8 Mile? No. When I consume Nas, I don't need to know about Queensbridge. He'll tell me. He'll tell me in the song. And so, when we look at all hip-hop, all rap, hell, all art, all we want to do is take a minute and say, where does this fit in into the pantheon of that art? That's it. Answer that question. It's a big answer. It's a long answer, but it takes a little critical thinking. Very little. (laughs) But, in what way does this album fit in? How does... How does hip-hop itself get influenced by this album? How does this album influence by hip-hop? And I'll say this, right? I'll say that there's a trend now where people are doing a lot of social activism through their hip-hop. And the topical shit that you'll find in this album has a lot to do with school shootings. With, excuse me, not school shootings, but the killing of young black men by police officers and being unarmed are kind of fancy... And predilections to owning guns freely. Um, and also, I feel a little bit of, um, and he also brought in the Starbucks incident. Two brothers were sitting in Starbucks and got the cops called on them, I believe in, uh, in fucking Philadelphia. He brings up those things. So, how does this fit in? It is common for millennials to take up causes. And in keeping pace with millennials, Affinity for causes and activism, which is a great thing. Older heads, OG rappers, king steppers, they're going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to reach out to that generation, the new rappers, the new hip hop heads, and they're going to have to have that activism. That activism has to be activated. And in doing so, you have to say something and Nas does that in this album Shortly Shortly. Now he's not trying to be the catalyst for change so much, but he is bringing attention to these issues. And he's doing it in a way where only he can, which is he's a badass rapper still an amazing lyricist and he's able he's able to bring a little gravitas to those to those issues even in short form, even if it's passing over two or three bars, right? and so in keeping with the modern trends of hip hop which is it is a, it has a lot to do with activism with making awareness of black culture being insular insular as black culture and that the wide ranging mainstream is consuming black culture that's what's happening in hip hop rappers are not afraid to say that and to admit it that when you're consuming anything you know even if it's reggae even if it's 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 um well let's just stick with hip hop that you're consuming black culture right and no matter what the new york times wants to say or what beyonce is unapologetically this and that is fucking bullshit right know that when you're consuming this hip hop these rappers are starting to make the stance that you're consuming a bit of black culture and that's all they want. And Nas keeps with that trend. I will say that similarly, the Carters with Jay-Z and Beyonce in that album, yo, if you look at that cover, it was um, a guy and a girl getting their hair braided. I guess, it, I guess it was the Louvre. But they were getting their hair braided in front of a Mona Lisa. Um, and... It is dichotomy at its finest. It's this dichot- this juxtaposition of um, black culture and places that black people probably built, right? <laughs> Where they were disinvited to, right? Where it's socially unacceptable for those same black people's descendants to be in front of or around. Kendrick did this. Kendrick did this with to pimp a butterfly with all the brothers in the 40s in front of the White House. That's the point he was making a little dichotomy there. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Consume it for what it is. Tighten up those ass cheeks and give a shout out. You want to you want to hear some not shit? Adam and Eve. The ghost of gangsters dance, Chinchillas shake on the hanger, the force of this banger. Yeah, my language advanced, my cadence amazing. This voice triggers son something what is this conundrum the clouds scurry your spirit rumble a boyish smile puff still puffed aloud it's nothing less than a quarter pound savage narrative every verse that I write bursts light brings awareness to my personal life after my morning walk Havana cigar the ganja spark I mean that's just Nas shit and if you want to know the difference between the now shit the old shit and the Nas shit that's some classic Nas lyricism that's a Nas spit That's something that's poetic, that's something that you could say, I know who that is, I know that guy rapping that shit, I know that sound, that's Nas. That's a man who over the last 25 years commercially has found a place and a voice and cemented something that will last forever and is pretty inimitable in every way. You're never going to hear someone sound like that. And if they do, they're not going to make it very far because they'll be a complete doppelganger of Nasty Nas. Yo, thanks again. I will talk to you guys later this week. We'll do a uh, nice first impressions, new albums. Since there's new shit coming out all the time, you better believe that we're going to bring something to you every week um, on the hip-hop scene, something that I could get into. Yeah, Leave me questions at Johan at JohanUnderdogTraining.com and hit me on all the, uh, just go to my profile. All right, have a good week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Cool.